Savali but Kora Masha Nevekiazada Valida Bosa Kivrahida Vashanda La Bosa Take Velenimbra Hundu Kura Mansa de Velekira Rabando Sukren de Villa Suvre Indo Kupa Iskafatila La Banja Kuliba Karoshe Tevekele Merahija Kata. We are calling for new streams in the spirit, O God. We are calling for new streams in the spirit, O God. Lord, help us to hit, O God, a new place in the realm of the spirit this morning. I want you, wherever you are, to begin to pray for yourself. I want you to begin to pray uh, for a flow of God's revelation inside of you, for a flow of God's spirit inside of you, for a flow of God's power inside of you. I want you to begin to ask the Lord uh, to cause you to begin to bubble with uh, a new flow and a new revelation and a new grace. Let it begin to flow from inside of you. Ask the spirit of God to open up to you new places in the spirit realm, new doors in the spirit realm, new places where you can engage with him, fresh knowledge, fresh revelation. Ask the Lord to begin to um, promote you now in understanding and in clarity. Ask the Lord to begin to give you the grace to be able to unveil and to open up doors in the spirit realm. Ask the Lord God Almighty to elevate your sight and to elevate your understanding. Ask the Lord God Almighty to begin to show you uh, how to maximize the things that he has made available unto you. Ask the Lord to expand you this morning in your spirit. Ask the Lord to expand you in your mind. Ask the Lord to expand you in your heart. Ask the Lord to grant you our strength and grant you weightiness and give you capacity in the name of the Lord Jesus. Inda baroko seida vazila mante kabaro shanda barakezo tevele nibra unkati vasata rabako to regedele di baruka sandele krende dose prahida Father, make me fully grounded. Make me fully rounded, O oh God, in the knowledge of you. Mando baruka sheira vakura basande. Oh, this morning mata kavaleta, mata kavaleta. Ingrondo boshe krende kubasa kere batumbra hadeka zuda valobando kronishka. Davale di Brahundeskede, Rabaka Sukre Ito Vazida, the Branda Keja Kata, Reba Koza, Reba Sande, Lebronomo Kotoba Ladishka, Lababa, Le Katuba Baba, Le Katuba Baba, Shababa Legede Lebokotosika, Labo Shate Kabaluske in the Vele, make you fully grounded, make you stable, Baruka Sande Valaka, in your mind, in your heart, in your emotions, Baruko Sangle in the Sukapa. thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit 
Father, we just ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus, even as the song says, um, channels of our spirits open up. Channels of our spirits open up. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Because this is the day of the Lord. This is the day of your spirit. This is the day of your power. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. We bless you, Lord, for you are holy, and forever you are God. We bless you, Lord, for you are holy, holy Lord. Don't worry, Jude. And forever you are God. Lord, forever you are God. We bless you, Lord, for you are holy. Holy Lord, and forever you are God, and forever you are God. We bless you, Lord, for you are holy. Holy Lord, and forever you are God, and forever you are God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And forever you are God, and forever you are God. Hallelujah, 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 you are God. Father, we ascend the mountain of your presence this morning. Father, we ascend the mountain of your presence this morning. Lord, we declare that this is holy ground because you are here. We declare that this is the place of transformation. This is the place of restoration. This is the place of rejuvenation. This is the place of empowerment. Father, we ascend this mountain. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, because we know that you are here in the midst of us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, good morning, guys. It is good to see you again this morning. I'm very excited uh, for all that God is doing. First of all, I want to thank Pastor Stephanie for um, the powerful session yesterday and for just releasing God's word to us and for connecting the dot, for connecting the dot between um, the teaching of power and the actualization of the will of God in our lives, for just connecting the dots and bringing us to the realization of what we need is um, faith, you know, and our faith is a vehicle, our faith is a capsule, our faith is the mode of transportation where you go from the teaching, the theory into the uh, manifestation. And that is usually um, the distance between the two. So because of that, um, we don't feel the pastors and uh, people of influence, we don't feel like the Lord is releasing us from the burden of prayer rain for the month of May. Because of that, we have decided um, that we are going to extend the prayer sessions. Uh, so prayer rain does not end today for the month of May. 
We are going to be praying for another seven more days. Uh, we're going to be extending this. Now, I remember I had said we're starting the prayers for children, uh, for our children and for the next generation tomorrow. Uh, but we, it's not time for us to get into that yet. So what we're going to do is we're going to start that on the, yeah, I see people excited. I hope you're going to be excited and wake up. So <laughs> we're going to start that um, or from the 15th. That's where we'll start from the 15th. But from tomorrow... All right, yeah. Mute your microphone, please. I don't want to hear what's going on in your houses. Okay, thank you. Guys, when you're using Zoom, you have to be very careful. Very, very careful when you're using Zoom. You know, I'd done a class before where someone was in the bathroom and she didn't realize and her camera went on and I had to just shut down the class. And I got like off this Zoom call now, you know, and then everybody logged back in. Um, so please be very careful when you're using Zoom so we don't get to hear or see what we're not supposed to hear and see. Um, so we will continue to pray. Um, we're going to push it. I feel like the muscle of power that God is um, building inside of us, it has not yet set. Um, and so what we're going to do from tomorrow is that we're going to take it from the, um, the theory of uh, the, the teaching on power, and we're going to look at practical um, ways in which the power of God is activated in people's lives. And we're going to look at it um, in scriptures. There are so many things, the power for restoration, uh, the power for um, regeneration, the power for wealth, um, the power for creation, you know, the power to do good, the power for long suffering. There are all kinds of things in scripture, practical people that activated the power of God in their life. And we're going to pray. So each day we're going to take a specific area and press into prayer. So when you're coming on that, the next one week, please just look for one corner in your house. If you are still waking up on your bed, I are trying not to wake your spouse, try not to wake your children. I are just like, you know, please don't do that next week. Get up, carry your phone, carry your laptop, go somewhere. You know, if possible, go into your car and sit down there so you can pray loud. You know, carry your shekere, carry your journal. Do you start Sit down in one place so that we can press in together. You understand? Um, and then we're going to look at practical things and trust the Lord. We're going to trust the Lord for healing. We're going to trust the Lord to restore things that people have lost. We're going to trust the Lord for wombs, for pregnancy for people. You know, we're going to trust the Lord. I will be praying that God, let the spirit of revelation hit people. Look, when I make that prayer, it's like, ah, this woman, can you just stop praying the same thing over and over again? There's nothing as powerful as that. You know, I get testimonies of people that talk about how during prayer, there's a lady that was sharing a testimony with me, and she was saying, I never dream. But how she started dreaming in the month of, I think, was it March or April? I can't remember which of the sessions. And I'm listening to her and I'm thinking, I don't think this lady understands how powerful what she's saying is. And the first dream she has, she has it twice, in April and in May, you know. Um, so in March and in April, I think, has it twice, you know, back to back, same dream, same details. But the second time she's sitting 
and watching that same dream play out again. Of course, that's the Lord reiterating the same message to her. I tell you how this is very critical. This is very important. And God is opening her up to the knowledge of things in her home, in her family that she never would have imagined, you know, was there or she needed to deal with. And what uses it going through life and going through all your life in captivity, going through all your life and you are dealing with a stronghold that you don't know to the point where it is now accepted in your family and it is now called the way we are in this family. Oh, this is our culture. This is how we do it. This is our personality. So part of what God is going to be doing for us is I'm going to be trusting the Lord to give every one of you clear-cut vision, clear-cut instruction so that that person that is hanging at the edge, it is you can't make a decision, even concerning your marriage. There are some people that are in abusive relationships. There are some people that are in that are struggling. You have made you are in a season of transition, but you reached a T junction. You don't know to go left, to go right, to go forward. I'm going to be trusting the Lord that what will happen in the next seven days is that God is going to give you and clear cut answers and instructions, whether it be by prophecy, whether it be uh, uh, through the word, whether it be in dreams, in visions, whatever it is, so that that season of stagnation can end. That season can end, it will dry up. You know, I'm going to be trusting the Lord for all of that. So the next seven days, so wake up your friends and what you will do with me, if we're going to make this happen, you must partner with me to put the word out. So you're going to put it on your social media. You're going to put it on WhatsApp. You're going to send out messages to people. I need you to agree that you're going to partner with me because um, when we wake up tomorrow, I want to see everybody back on the score and even more people, you know. Um, so because everyone thinks it's ending today, Thank you, um, Chiamaka, for putting up your hand. Everyone thinks it's ready today. Former Nena, I see you guys. Oindamola, Chika, I see you guys. Yeah, you're, you're going to partner with me. So um, Chigozie is asking, should we keep fasting? Shego, thank you. Um, if you ask me, please keep fasting. You will not die, believe me. You will only get better. You will only get stronger. If you ask me, keep fasting. Every day is a day to fast. Maybe, thank you, you know. Uh, but if you feel like, oh, I can't fast, well, do something. But if you ask me, P-I-E-C, get it back, fast. Me, I will continue my own in the way that I can. You know, you have to, you have to, uh, because this is that month. And like I said, I believe God is God for every day. But I also believe that there are seasons that are called Kairos moments. I believe the month of May 2022 is a Kairos moment in heaven. It's a Kairos moment. Ebele, thank you. It's a Kairos month. So um, what do you do with Kairos moments? You need to engage it. I was asked a question yesterday um, about House on the Rock Abuja. Um, I came to preach here, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So if you're in Abuja, make sure you join us. Um, invited to their women's meeting, amazing pastor, Pastor Chichi. Um, so during this Q&A session, I was asked, um, you know, I received prophecies, I received this one, but it's almost like it doesn't come to pass, da, 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 da. And I said to them, there's a distance between a prophetic word and the manifestation of the prophecy. The distance between the prophetic word and the manifestation of the prophecy are the works of faith. Thank you, Chrissy. I see your hand up. You know, are the works of faith. I said, but what does that look like? I said, every prophecy has got uh, 
terms and conditions. So a prophecy has got a promise. So most times when the prophecy is released, we usually hear the promise first. That's what happens to most people. You hear the promise, oh, God says he's going to make you uh, this, 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 he's going to make you this of Africa, he's going to make you this. Thank you, Tobra, I see your hand. Olua Shei, the Souza, I see your hand. Yes, let's put the word out, put it out, send out, craft your own message, a personal message. This, I want to tell you guys something that has been happening to me. Tell people what God has done for you from January till now. Put out the message. Invite them. Tell them, join me. Don't miss this. You know, there is a, you remember there's a, there was a, there was one of the power we looked at, Dunamis, and it talked about the power that, that belongs to numbers. There is, there is a momentum that is generated when a number of people begin to reiterate a thing. Jocelyn, thank you. And, you know, a number of people are saying the same thing. Something happens in the spirit realm. So I want us all to put that word out, you know, send out broadcast. And it's not because of me. It's because of what we are all believing that God will do. So the power of prayer ring is not PI. The power of prayer ring is our, collabor- um, our faith, our collaborative faith or our collective faith. That's the power of prayer ring. So um, collectively, let us trust God and let us invite people and let us call people. So by the time we're praying tomorrow and, and Monday, I want to see us 500 people, 600 people, 700 people lifting up our voices and crying out to God, crying out to God for the birthing of a new day, crying out to God for the millions of miracles over his church, crying out to God for the shifting of government and governmental systems. You know, that's what we're going to be doing in the next seven days um so you know i said to them in every prophecy you have a promise so beyond the promise you have terms and conditions so god will say things like if you would do xyz abc i will give you abc if you would attend to my word if you will if you will yield to my word then i will make you of um successful and i'll make you have good prosperity you know there are always terms and conditions so when you receive a prophetic word listen for the terms and conditions so god has been giving us our prophecies about the month of may the question is what are the terms and conditions attached to it so part of what is attached to it is that we must press it Part of what is attached to it is that we must fast. Part of what is attached to it is that we must lay a demand and we must ask, open our mouths and ask. So apart from promise, terms and conditions, um, there is times and seasons. So the question is, what time did the Lord say he would do it? So if you listen to prophecies very carefully, you will hear a timing of God inside of it. So by this time next year, I will do this for you. Or by this time, so, 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 so this will happen or by this time. So you must listen to the timing. So when there is timing attached, it is the time for you to posture, prepare yourself and to enter in with full force. So there is a timing of God attached to this. It's the same thing that happened in January this year. In January this year, we, we be, everyone just began to sense that something is going on, something is going on. And I'm telling you that the people that keyed into it, they, their lives have not been the same. I personally am not the same. There was a person that I was in December. It was almost as though as the clock went bang down, 2022 entered, my life switched. And I look at myself in 2022, and I look at my heart in 2022, and it's not the same person. It's like the things I struggled with in 2021, I'm not struggling with them anymore. The things that weakened me in 2021, I'm not, they don't weaken me anymore. As a matter of fact, I have gained perspective 
concerning my previous problems. And now, I, because I have perspective concerning them, I have power over them, you know. And I know that part of what happened was because I ramped up prayer this year. And I'm like, you see this prayer? It's not just going to be my personal prayer. I am going to go past my personal prayer, my personal altar, and I will bring people into it. I may not have entered into the things that I'm asking God to do for people, but I choose to believe that as long as I'm a priest and I'm a minister, and I say, Lord, bring your people in, God will bring them in. But you see the thing about Moses, what he did not realize was that Moses thought that, oh, this is my assignment to, for God to use me to be a deliverer. But what God, Moses did not know was that every land he brought the people into, he entered into it first. So many times as ministers were taken by the burden to bring people into a promise, and we forget that we are first partakers of it. You know, so I came this year saying, Nobody is going to be, nobody's going to enter the stifling of hell that I entered into. Nobody's going to enter the deceit of Satan that I had to deal with. Nobody is going to, Lord, you are going to break us out. Lord, you are going to bring your people in. But the more I prayed that, I entered into these very things. I was believing God for people. So um, I say this thing about terms and conditions and all of that so that you may understand why we are extending this prayer rate and you will posture yourself. And you will prepare yourself for it. Praise Jesus. Um, so Lord God Almighty, I, I pray for myself. I pray for Pastor Stephanie and her team. And I pray for the people. Lord God, even the capacity to come up to you, even the ability to stand in your presence, to pray, to push, to desire, Lord, to wake up in the morning, to seek your face, to turn our faces away um, for the, the, from the desire of our flesh, to sleep, oh God, to turn our faces away from that and to awaken in the morning and to cry out to you, God. Father, all of that comes from you. So Lord Jesus, we just ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that that is indwelling in us, oh God, that you will quicken us, oh God, and you will stir up a fresh fire inside of us, Jehovah, that you will give us the ability to press in further, to press in further, because this was what the, the saints of old did. This was, this was what Daniel did, oh God, when he had the vision and he kept pressing, I kept looking, I kept pressing, and the more he pressed, he saw more things, more was revealed to me, he more was shown to him. God, we are pressing because we know that there is more. We are not satisfied. The prophet said to the king, why did you um, strike, why did you um, shoot the arrow once? You see, you could have done it seven times. Why did you do it three times? God, we are not stopping at one week, Lord. We are pushing further into one more week because we know that as long as we stand, there is more in you. There is more in you. There is more in you. So God, I ask that you show your people the more. God, I ask that you stir up their hearts to see the more. God, I, God, I ask that you will put the fire of the war inside of them. God, if there be any one on this call right now that does not have determination, that somehow, oh God, they struggle to stay on the course of spirituality or they struggle to press in beyond the boundaries of comfort and beyond the boundaries of what they are used to. My God, I pray that Father, conviction begin to rise up inside of them. Lord, you will make mighty men out of these people. Lord, you will make strong 
strong men out of these people. Lord, you will make them people of with resoluteness and determination. By God, I pray that you will shake up the tables of their spiritual life. By God, I pray that you will show them things, Baba, that will make them realize that rising to prayer and seek your face is no longer optional. It is now a necessity. By God, I pray that you will raise their prayer altars to the next level. If there be anyone here, that has never had an angelic encounter. My God, let this be the season for that. Let this be the season for that. My God, I pray that their rooms will become places of fire. That Baba, when they walk into their houses, my God, let them realize that a new capacity and a new aspect of heaven has been let loose in their homes. My God, I pray that your presence will fill their cars, that their cars, oh God, will become altars of prayer. That Lord Jesus, when they sit in their cars, oh God, let the spirit of meditation come upon them. Let the gift of intercession fall upon them. Baba, I ask that it will be a stirring, that the next seven days will be more powerful than the days before because we progress from glory to glory and we progress from grace to grace. My God, I ask that the veil that you have begun to tear, my God, let it be torn completely in the next seven days. If there is no one that knows what it means to pray in the Holy Ghost, my God, let them be back baptized in the Holy Ghost in the next seven days. Let them receive the tongues of the Spirit. Father, if there be anyone here, oh God, who does not know what it means to speak in new tongues, and they have been praying in the same spirit, in the same tongue, that same language for the past seven years that they have been saved. Baba, in the next seven days, let them be losing into new tongues. Let them be losing into fresh articulation. Let their mouth be losing. Let their tongues be losing. Let them be able to pray in the Holy Ghost like never before. Baba, if there be anybody here that has never pressed in prayer beyond one hour, beyond two hours, beyond three hours, beyond four hours, beyond five hours, my God, in the next seven days, let the greed of the Spirit, let it come upon them. My God, begin to show them, oh God, how to walk around in the Spirit realm. My God, let the, let the heaviness of the flesh, let it drop from there. Let the lightness of the Spirit that makes it possible for the Spirit to rise and to fly and to enter into places in God. Let it come upon them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Baba, we are not leaving this altar. We are not leaving your leg. We are not leaving your feet, oh God, until you pour upon us the fire of the new day, until you release upon us the fire of the new day. Baba, we believe that it is a season of rebirth. We believe, oh God, that it is a season of restoration. Baba, we cry out to you. Kele de 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 basuka. Jabale kudrubu sukubala Baba, we cry out to you. Baba, we cry out to you. Baba, we cry out to you. Make rusaka. I hope you are praying. I hope you are praying. God, I have not received the fullness of what I believe in you for. So, my Lord God Almighty, I will stay at your feet. Urabake zubregende the grace of the new day, 
the grace of the new day, the grace of the new day, the grace of the new day, the capacity to become a new woman, the ability to rise up in my calling and ordination. My God, let my head be carrying fire. Let my head carry fire everywhere I enter. Let the fire of God fill up the place. But, but let it burn to shaft the deceit of hell that leaves people bound. That cord that ties them up. My God, when I come into the life of a person, let let the fire of God hits them. Rakoto brenge delekita sukapa. Rege duda katukusakapa. The anointing to birth new men. The anointing to call out new life. Maroko papa likaruku satala. Let the grace of the midwife come upon me. Ashangraga delekusukapala de. Ira da 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 da. Let nobody that is pregnant or about to give birth that comes near me. Let it not be that they, are, that they ever lose the baby. Anyone. Oh God, that is carrying a child in their womb, whether it be a prophetic child, whether it be a natural child, Baba, let the anointing of the midwife, oh God, let it rise over my life so that destinies will be born, so that children will come into this life. Father, prophetic children, children, oh God, of, of vision, children of businesses, children, oh God, of ministries, whatever it is you want to bet out of your people. Lord God Almighty, this month of May is the month where the grace over my life shift. This is the month, oh God, when the anointing over my life shifts. My God, I hope you are praying for yourself. I hope you are praying for yourself. There are seasons when men become new men. There are days when a fresh unction comes upon a person. When you begin to articulate the desire of your heart. When you begin to press in for something deeper. Something Something you are something pure, something refined in God. I don't know who you used to be, but I see a picture of who you can be. And I tell you, it is possible in God. I tell you, it is possible by the power of the Holy Ghost. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Some of you are going to take a fast. And it is not just the fast from food. It is the fast from relationships. I don't know how to explain this. I'm not saying you will break up your relationship. But what I'm saying is that you are going to take an emotional fast so that you can find a connection with God. As a matter of fact, I see somebody here and you have not been true in your relationship. You've not been true to God. You have been given to the person what should belong to the Lord. If you are here and you are sleeping with somebody that is not your spouse, believe me, you are cheating yourself. Believe me, you are breaking um, the, the fullness of what you are meant to come into. The sacrifices we make in God, we don't make them because the things we are giving up are not satisfactory in our flesh. We give them up because we see something bigger. 
Because we see something greater that we desire. So that is the reason why you will give it up today. That is the reason why you will give it up today. So I pray that the fire of the Holy Ghost will begin to burn in your heart. You will be a pure man. I say you must be a pure man because there is a calling over your life. There is a destiny of God that is appointed for you. There are things the Lord has prepared you for from the foundation of the world. You will no longer so change your destiny for satisfactions that are fleeting. But today I ask that the cabal of God, the weightiness of his spirit and the weightiness of his presence, let it come upon you in the name of Jesus. Everything that God has ordained for you in the name of Jesus. You know, as I took that prayer point, I just started remembering a dream I had last night. I had a dream of two ladies. In this dream, one of the ladies was married and the other one was like her assistant or somebody who was working with her, not necessarily her assistant, someone who was working with her, but was also her friend. And in this dream, uh, the, the, the woman, and I have a feeling it's somebody on this call, the woman pulled the other younger girl into her home and the younger girl had access to her home. But what the woman did not know was that the younger girl had the intention of taking her husband. So what then happened was I saw in this dream that this um, younger girl began to have um, began to have relationship with this older woman's husband and she had no idea. And so at some point in the dream, the older woman uh, was able to figure it out by revelation. And I, so it was as if I was standing and I was watching this whole thing play out. And I saw this woman, um, she was somebody, she had this royal garment on her. She looked like a queen. She looked like royalty. And, uh, and this girl, as I was watching the dream, I said to myself, how is it that this woman cannot tell that this girl has got unresolved and wounded and unresolved soul issues. And the more the girl dwells in the house, the more she was able to build a relationship with this woman's husband. And then at some point, I remember in the dream, the woman walking down a corridor and she looked at the girl and she looked at her husband and immediately she was like, what have you done? And she figured it out. And immediately uh, the girl began to, to say, um, you know, Ma, it is what it is. And then the man was like, you know, um, this marriage is ending, da, da, da. Where I sat and I was watching, I was praying and I said, God, help this woman, help this woman. And she was going to cower and walk away in fear. And the next thing I saw her, she walked up to the girl and she held her and looked at her in her eyes. And she said to her, listen to me. God is going to deal with you ever so severely for what both of you have done. And when she was looking into the eyes of the girl, it was as though her eyes were not normal, but it became, it was like she could see the soul of the girl and the soul of the woman to get out the soul of her husband together. And it was like they had become intertwined. So when she spoke to the girl, she was speaking to the girl 
and to the man. And it was as though this woman, from just a woman that I saw that looked like a queen and royalty, she, at the moment when she was speaking, she was speaking as the prophet. And she said to her, listen to me, God is going to deal with both of you ever so severely for what you have done. And she walked away. And when she walked away, you could tell there was nothing hanging on her. She wasn't walking away and wailing. She wasn't walking away and afraid. It was as though this woman had perspective of what had happened. And she realized that it was not her sin. And she realized it was not her trouble. She realized it was not her mistake. And what they had done was not her. It wasn't her. It was these two people. And so I remember waking up from this dream and I thought, what is this about, Lord? What is this about, Lord? So as we were praying just now, the dream came back to my mind. And I have a feeling that God is speaking to three categories of people. God is speaking to couples, the man, the woman, and God is speaking to the external factor. And if you are here and you fall into any of these categories, I am asking you this morning, it is time to repent. It is time to realign yourself with God. It is time to reposition yourself with the Lord. Because I believe that there is a fire of God that is released in the next seven days that is about to consume the adulterers. There is a fire of God that is released in the next seven days that is about to consume the fornicators. And listen to me very carefully. I don't say fire of God consume you lightly. I'm not one of the kill your enemies kind of people. If you know me very well, you will know I'm a woman of grace and mercy. But I am telling you, the Bible says it is a righteous thing for God to deal with your enemies the same blow that they have dealt with you. So I believe that there is a fire of God that is coming to judge day that will fully break the covenant of God. There is a fire of God that is coming to honor his covenant and coming to honor that which he legislates upon the earth. There is a fire of God that is coming for government breakers and truce breakers. There is a fire of God that is coming to liberate the ones that Satan wants to hold captive for a sin that was not theirs. There is a fire of God that is coming to liberate the minds of people. So listen to me this morning. It is a morning of repentance. It is a morning of repentance. It is a morning of repentance. If you are here, you are messaging somebody that is not your wife, that is not your husband. This morning it must end. This is the altar where it must die. You are not going to leave this place and continue with that if not your life is in danger. Because she said to her, as a prophet, God is going to deal with you ever so severely for what both of you have done. And I am telling you this morning, I don't say things lightly, that there is a fire of God that is coming to judge. And when God releases judgment, it is not because he wants to disgrace or kill people. The judgment of God is meant to produce the righteousness of God over a generation. God is not going to take mix and match anymore. God is not going to take a little of God and a little of Baal anymore. The power of God that is released in the month of May is the power of consecration. It is the power of righteousness. It is the power of holiness. This morning, on your knees, and I need you to begin to pray. I need you to begin to pray on your knees. You are going to pray and you are going to repent. If there be any way you have broken covenants that were instituted 
anointed by God, if there be any way you have broken covenant that we are raised by God, I need you to listen to me. Covenants are not only in marriage, there is a covenant of friendship. There are covenants that God sets up and he commands you to honor that relationship. Perhaps you broke it. It may be a betrayal of trust. Perhaps you broke it. God honors covenants in businesses. God honors land covenants. You made an agreement with somebody. If you pay me this money, then I will give you this thing. And somehow you are turning around and you are turning the conversation. Listen, the fire of God is coming for truth breakers this morning. The fire of God is coming for covenant breakers this morning. On your knees, begin to pray. Ask the Lord, Baba, show me. My God, show me. Where are the areas, oh God, where I have broken spiritual covenants? Where are the areas, oh God, where I have broken evil covenants you made with God? You made a pledge to God. You said, God, as long as I'm alive, this my pastor will never look for food. You have been looking at him since begging and you are doing nothing about it because you claim that he did something to you. This is the money to repent. Why? Because the covenants you make, they speak in heaven. The Bible said concerning Colonials that the things you have given, they have come up as a memorial. That means you have forgotten, but God remembers. This money begin to ask the Lord, give me a heart that is pliable to respond to the covenants that I have made. Some of you here this morning, you made agreements with God. And you said to the Lord, God, if I should do this, take my life. Listen to me, God heard. And if you are not careful, you will die soon. So it is time for you to begin to repent and say, God, have mercy on me. I did the very things that I said I would not do. And I thought that you have forgotten. But God, you are the God that you don't just remember. Father, you are the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So that covenant I made is alive with you today as it was in the day that I made it. God have mercy on me. God have mercy on me. God have mercy on me. Hear me. If you cannot be a person that respects the covenant you made, how can the heavens make respect your covenant? How can God, how can the world, how can the earth respect, respect you? The word of a king is his power. The word of a king is his strength. The throne of a king is upheld by the word of the king. If your words mean nothing to you, they will mean nothing to the earth. The day you command the to stand still, it will not stand still because it will look at you and call you a truth breaker. Today, God is restoring the power in the life of somebody. He's restoring it by restoring the covenants that you have made, by calling you back to order. Kebo Shandaka, there's a man on this call, you are about to make your way back home. You are about to make your way back to your children. You are about to make your way back to your house. Pick up your bag and leave that place. Pick up your bag and leave that house. Pick up your bag and let the chains be broken off you. Now in the name of Jesus, I call the fire of God to restore marriages. I call the fire of God to restore homes. I call the fire of God to restore, restore, restore. There is a woman here. You were ensnared and drawn away. This is the day to go back and build in wisdom. I am not talking about women who left for their lives to keep preserve their lives. No, I am talking about the deceit that made you give up your inheritance. Let us not pray for power amidst. Let us not ask for power out of context. 
le konde bekele le shunda ragadi le kosokatali dadaha alato kosheketelebe how can you judge disobedience when your own obedience is not complete? Edabo, skanava katos, elanda kalo, shadele kezakala, gundaba gundaba kelege domogosokotiba. This is the season of the complete man. This is the season of the complete woman. Edombaka inde kalamasanda. Alagboroko shende gregadilanos. Alango shelege de gregadilanos. Father, in the name of Jesus, mute your microphones, please. Mute your mic. Father, in the name of Jesus, have mercy on us, your people. Have mercy on us, your people. This morning, I want you to raise your hand. You see, it is possible for you to labor under the weight of a covenant that even your father made and is not fulfilling. Let me tell you something. Even the dark realm, they hold people accountable to covenants that they made. So there are two things that God needs to help us with this morning with his fire. God needs to use his fire to break demonic covenants that were made by people of authority over our lives. People whose labor and people whose um, gift of life towards us are still speaking in our life. The fire of God, I needed to break every demonic covenant that they made that is still speaking over us. I need you to hear me. I'm not just talking about your parents. It is possible for you to be carrying the residue of a system you worked in because every system has got a God and it has got spirits that work in it. It is possible for it to be said that, oh, this is a godly system. But the question is, on a day-to-day -day basis, what were the spirits that were given authority to operate in it? And so you went into that system. And let me tell you, there is a connection between the spirit, the soul, and the mind. Because what happens is it begins as a spiritual infiltration. And then it goes into your soul to reshaping and reform your emotions and your character. And then what then happens is that it now becomes a mindset. The moment it becomes a mindset, what you are now dealing with is a mental stronghold. So that you have left the system five years ago, ten years ago, but you are still thinking, acting, and doing the very things that made you walk away from there. Today, the spirit of God is going to break all of such covenants, all of such covenants. It could even be a relationship you were in. And several years later, you are displaying traits that the person you dated used to display. You are displaying anger. You are displaying fear. You never used to have anxiety until you came into a covenant friendship with somebody who every time is like, I'm so anxious. You know, my anxiety, my anxiety. And then two years later, you are carrying anxiety on your head. Listen to me, burn it by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Every covenant, Kelodo Sokumala Kashanda, King Bakate Bokoto, Bigada Bagata, Begede Begede, Bakata Bogodo Bagata. You must find your own man. You must find your own woman. You must find your own identity. The glory of God upon your life will not be consumed by foolish decisions that you made. Iragadakata, spiritual enlightenment come upon you now. Spiritual boldness come upon you now. Holy anger for 
fall upon you now that you will shake off from you the shackle of false covenants. You must find the man that God made you to be. You must find the woman that God made you to be. Your destiny will no longer be caged. Your destiny will no longer be put in a cage. I see somebody breaking out of a cage this morning. I see somebody breaking out of a mental cage this morning. You must find your own person. You will find your own person. Let the dross of culture fall off you. Let it melt off you this morning. Break out. 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 Let truth have its place in you. Let it have its place in you. Truth, truth. Let the spirit of truth bring alignment back into your life. Let the spirit of truth bring alignment back into your, your, your spirit. In the name of Jesus. You will find your own person. You will become your own person by the power of the Holy Ghost. Radamakatosa. Ah, you know, I see in the spirit realm, some people, as a matter of fact, what brought you enslavement was one conversation. I see you having a conversation. And from the moment you left that room, you were no longer the same person. I hear the Lord saying, you agreed to a thought that was not God. You did not speak up against a position that was not God. You were too afraid to say, this is not the way of the Lord. And you agreed to it. As a matter of fact, you even joined your voice to a position that is not God. The Bible says, do you not know that the tongue is like the small radar that controls the sheep. Do you not know that this small organ has the ability to set the path of life on fire? From that day, your life changed. This morning, you are going to ask the Lord. Every devilish, demonic, hellish covenant I made by conversation. Listen to me. I call it hellish and demonic. Remember, the power to life and death is in the tongue. A man, the Bible says, find ye a perfect man. It is a man that has been able to effectively steward his conversations. This morning, ask the Lord for mercy. Mercy. 
It was, it was even arguments you were having with your spouse and you said all kinds of things and you thought that because you went back to the person to say, I'm sorry that it was resolved in the heavens. You did not know that what you did was that you raised clouds, dark clouds in the spirit realm so that even though both of you reconciled, you set in place a cycle, a cycle that is playing out perpetually. This month you are going to pray. Today begin to ask the Lord, Baba, break me, break me, break me out of every covenant I made with my words. My God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I pray that you will send the army of mercy into my life. I pray that you will send the band of mercy into my life. Send mercy into my soul. Send mercy into my spirit. Send mercy into my mind, oh God. Every covenant I made, oh God, with demonic words and conversations, Baba, have mercy on me. Father, I renounce them today. I say, oh God, I do not agree. I do not have association with words of darkness, with words of ignorance. In the name of Jesus, my God, I repent. My God, I change my position. My God, I embrace knowledge. My God, I embrace wisdom. My God, I embrace righteousness. In the name of Jesus, I will no longer agree with things that break me, with things that break my nation, with things that break my marriage, with things that break my children. I will not be engrossed in covenants or, or demonic covenants or social media where people go to comment on that demonic post and they say you are just jiving. No, God, I will not make covenant with foolishness anymore. People put up foolish posts on Facebook. I see it right now. Foolish posts on Instagram and you go and comment on that. It You call it humor. The left said you tied yourself. You tied yourself to that spirit under that post. My God, I break myself. I break it, break it, break it, break it, break it in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, do you not know? Behold, there are many voices in this world and there is no voice that is without significance. Everything is speaking. Everything is speaking. The Lord says, how have my God covenanted their words to the words of demons? Don't you know that you empower their words to have life? Break out, Marakasata. Pour out, Karababashanda. Fill us till we overflow. Oh, 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 Break out, Manto Koleba, pour out, Ilanda la Keleba, fill me till I overflow. I want to overflow with truth. Oh, 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 o
Let the rain of truth be released over your life. Let the rain of truth be released over my life. Let the rain of truth be released over my life. But by will not labor under any lie of hell. Set my life free from the shackles of the liar. Set my life free from the chains of the liar. Set me free from the chains of the liar. Pray, 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 pray. Set me free from the thief, the one that comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. I will not be a partner with the liar. I will not receive any lie of hell. Set me free from the shackles of the liar. Let truth enter into my life. Let truth be formed in me. Let truth become my pillar. Let truth wage war against religion, against traditions of men. God, that I may be reborn by truth. Be reborn by the fire of truth. Be reborn by the fire of truth. Bola koma lobo shombo lokubia. Woko paundu musukubaya kataya. Mula mama 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 yegedele numasanda. Ayama otoki. Nayala makoto. Egbelege de begele bogo de bogo de bakalabakiza mosoti anta tatande giliana. O shanda barakate. I hope I have prayer warriors with me on this call. I hope you have not given up and you are praying. Helene kuruma sande kriano sotia. Matuke matuke malateke le dusuta. These are the kinds of prayers that people like Jabez pray. These are the kinds of prayers that change and switch the lives of people. He switched their lives. He switched their lives. He switched their lives. Helene moshugalaba. The person you have been for 32 years is not who you fully are. The person you have been for 45 years is not who you truly are. It is possible for you to arrive at the opinion of truth at 50, and then you are reborn. Job thought that he was the man that he was supposed to be until Job arrived at a point in his life and everything he had, God had to take it away that he may arrive at truth. Malakeno Sondebaha. Today, you are reborn by the fire of truth. Are you praying? Can I hear somebody tell me if you are here? Olomo shokobe if there is space in your room where you are, I need you to lie down on the floor. I can't lie down now because my laptop and everything, but you lie down. And I need you to carry that phone with you, put it in front of you and pray. You see, people ask me, Pierre, why don't you pray for cars? Why don't you pray for houses? Why don't you raise prayer points for money? 
Why don't you raise these prayer points? It's not because I don't have needs. There are days when I sit down and I'm like, God, how will I take care of this? Or how will I? I have needs. But I don't pray for those things because I understand one principle. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life. Everything that will come out of your life will begin in your heart. Everything that will manifest in your life will begin in your heart. That means inside your heart is the steering wheel of your life. Inside your heart is the steering wheel of your life. So I guard my heart. I am not talking about this physical heart. I'm not talking about the one that you feel pain when, you are, when somebody breaks up with you. I am talking about the heart of your spirit. I am talking about your heart that is your point of connection with God. I am talking about your heart from which destinies are born, from which initiatives come, from which godly ideas come from. I am talking about the heart that can be blocked. And this is like a well that they put a stopper over it. So you continue to go to church. You continue to be a pastor. You continue to be a women's leader. You continue to be head of usher. But your heart is broken. But your heart is sealed. Nothing new is coming out of you. No fresh water is proceeding from you. Hear me, you will not die like this. There is a God of restoration. There is a God of rejuvenation. There is a God of re-empowerment. Lie down and pray for your destiny. Tell him, my God, this is not how I want to end. The Bible says one day Jabez woke up and Jabez said there must be more, there must be more. The Bible says he was more honorable than his brothers. That means Jabez was anointed. Jabez was not a pauper. Jabez was not a beggar. Jabez had honor. The word honor was the word kapod. Jabez had the weightiness of God. Jabez had something weighty. He probably even had wealth. But Jabez knew something was missing foundationally inside him. Have you asked yourself, why can you not stop masturbating? What is the problem? What is that thing inside you that feels the need to satisfy the flesh? Have you asked the Lord, have I fully dealt with the abuse I had as a child? Have you asked the Lord, why is it that you keep losing people? You don't have the ability to retain godly, holy, covenant relationships. Have you asked the Lord, why are there repeated cycles? Hey, it will not finish you. Not when you still have a mouth. Not when you have a tongue. You will use your mouth to redirect your life. You will use your mouth to rebuild your life. You will pray. I don't care how much you have. I am telling you, you can be more. I am telling you, there is more. I am not talking about the human selfish ambition. I am talking about the ambition for destiny. Ah, Baba, Eleko Sumahai. Do you yet have the influence to turn the world around? Have you arrived at the point where your decisions determine what a generation does? This is the kind of person that God wants to bet out of you. You will lie down there. <laughs> Satan is no longer going to have anything to hold against you because today you will use the power of exousia to change the course of your life, the power to choose, the power of choice. <laughs> I choose to be... I choose to be, I choose to fulfill. 
Everything God has called me to do. Hey, I choose to become the woman that God has made me to be. I choose to pull the garment of fear off me. I tear the rags of my previous season. I rise up in the glory of the new day. I choose. I choose as a man to not repeat the mistakes of my father's house. I choose to not break my children the way my father broke me. I choose I choose holiness. I choose righteousness. I choose purpose. I choose destiny. This one life that I have, it must make an impact. This one life that I have, I will know what it means to be the ladder that connects earth with heaven. This one life that I have, I must be a woman that satisfies the intentions of Yahweh. Gida, Gida. Oh, ay, 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 Open me up, open me up, open me up, open me up. You are like a gift box that was sent from heaven. You are on the earth, but you have not yet been opened up to bless the earth. This is the day where you cast aside intimidation. This is the day where you cast aside fear. This is the day where you cast aside laziness from studying the word. Tell the Lord on that ground, on this altar you are raising in your room. Begin to tell the Lord God, I raise a new altar, a new altar of study, a new altar of prayer, a new altar of intercession. I make a commitment to seek your face so that my life will be built up, so that my life will be built up, so that I will become the person I am meant to be. I raise this altar this morning. I will not move by the desires of men. I will not move by the expectations of men. I will move by the expectations of the heavens. I will move by the expectations of God. Pray, 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 pray. Alabakasha. Cut through me, pierce through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me till I see like you see. Pierce through me, cut through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me till I see like you see. Pierce through me, cut through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me till I live like you live. Ola mashelele bosa, kaya la mashololo bosa.
Open me up, do your surgical work in me till I think like you think. Oh my God, pierce through me, come through me, open me up, do your surgical work in me till I heal like you heal. Jehovah Shalom, pierce through me. Come through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me till I love like you love. My God, pierce through me. Come through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me till I rule like you rule. Pierce through me, come through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me till I see like you see. Revelation spirit fall upon your children. Spirit of truth fall upon your people. Let the blind eyes be opened. Let the deaf ears hear. Let the frozen heart be defrosted. This is the day of the Lord. Lalemosh. Today, you are going to write. If you have your journal, you have your pen, you have your phone, your iPad, whatever you have, this morning you will write. Pastor Bumi is going to minister that song over us again. Pierce to me, call through me, as she's ministering the song. Be praying it, or be singing it, or be chanting it. But as you are chanting, be writing. The Holy Ghost says he wants to speak. The Holy Ghost says he wants to give you a new set of instructions for your future. The Holy Ghost says he wants to redefine your life. So as that song is piercing the atmosphere of your home, I need you to write what the Spirit of God is saying. What the Spirit of God is saying to you because God is about to bring redefinition to the way that you live, to the way that you lead, to the way that you govern. Pastor Bumi, please go ahead. Pierce through me, cut through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me till I see like you see. Pierce through me, Lord. Pierce through me, Lord. Open me up. Do your surgical work in me. Till I see like you see. Pierce through me, Lord. Pierce through me, Lord. Open me up. Do your surgical work in me. Till I know like you know. Pierce through me, Lord. Pierce through me, Lord, open me up. Do your surgical work in me till I look like you look. Pierce through me, Lord. 
Pass through me, Lord. Cut through me, Lord. Cut through me, Lord. Perform a spiritual surgery in me. Oh, pass through the days, pass through the years, pass through the time and space. Oh, do your surgical work in me till I become what you see. Pass through me, Lord. Cut through me, Lord. Pass through the days, Lord. Press through the years, past, oh God, past, oh God. Past time and space. Pass through me, Lord. Pass through me, Lord. Pass through me. Cut through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me till I become as you see. Pierce through me, Lord. Pierce through me, Lord. Open me up. Work your work, do your wonder work, you work in me. Till I become brand new, brand new, brand new, brand new. Oh, yes, through me, Lord. Fix me, oh God. Yes, through me, Lord. Fix me, oh God. Yes, through me, Lord. Fix me, oh Lord. Yes, through me, Lord. Pass through me, Lord. Pass through me, Lord. Cut through me, Lord. With the power of your word, with the fire of the day. Cut through me, but through me. Pass through me, transform me, remake me. Oh, God. Pass through me, Lord. Pass through me, Lord, open me up, 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 Spirit of God, Spirit of God, open me up. Till I become like you see. Open me up, cut me up, pierce through me, Lord, and do that which only you can do. Only you can do. Walk in me, walk in me. Take the sickle of your word, walk in me, walk in me. and crevices of my days work in me work in me oh pass through me lord pass through me lord open me up 
do that which only you can do. Oh, till I become what you see, what you see, what you see. Yeah. What you need, what you need, what you need. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Holy Spirit. Ah. While Pastor Bubi was ministering and we were receiving it into our spirits, something was happening. There was a reversal of judgment. There are some people here that according to the things that were written in heaven, after you were weighed and you were found wanting, there was a judgment concerning your replacement. And God weighed and said, this one is no longer fit to rule on my behalf. And there was a replacement order that was released that you should be exchanged with somebody else. And that the work you were called to do, somebody should now do it. But while she was ministering, I heard the Lord say that there is a reversal of the replacement order. God is giving you another chance at destiny. God is giving you another opportunity to rule on his behalf. Some of you will have to go back and pick up mantles that you laid aside. When you come into your prayer closet, you remember it but you never picked it up to use it. Some of you, like Moses, you threw down your rod in the presence of God. And when you saw that there was snake in it, you never picked it back up again. You never picked up the calling. You never picked up the ministry. You never picked up ministering to people. You have sat in the wilderness. No, actually in the desert, in Negev, for five, six, seven years now, the spirit of God says it is time to get back on track. For some of you, you have been living erroneously in the office that God gave to you. But the Lord says, by reason of your repentance and the reason of your cry, the replacement order is being reversed. He says, one more time, I will give you a chance and an opportunity to do it right before heaven. Thank you for being such a merciful God. Thank you for being such a merciful God. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus. Holy Ghost, I celebrate you. You are the King of Zion. The one that saves and keeps the saints. I celebrate you. I celebrate you, Holy Ghost. For being in the midst of us, I celebrate you. For holding the hands of 300 people, I celebrate you. There's nobody that prayed here this morning, Holy Ghost, that you did not reach, that you did not hear, that you did not answer. 
Even today that we replay this video, you will still touch them. You will still hear them. Holy Ghost, I celebrate you. The superpower of the heavens. Ah, Holy Ghost, I celebrate you. The mighty one, I celebrate you. The force that controls all of creation. Ah, I celebrate you. The excellent administrator of destinies. I celebrate you. Holy Ghost. Can we all celebrate the Holy Spirit this morning? Celebrate the Holy Spirit this morning. In your own words, in your own way. Celebrate the Holy Spirit. Celebrate the Holy Spirit. Ah, Holy Spirit. We are grateful. Prayer rain is thankful for you. My life is grateful to you. They would have swallowed me up if not for you. You who ministers to all men in the language that they understand. Holy Ghost, I celebrate you. You are such an excellent communicator, Holy Spirit. You communicate to me in the way that only me can know. Holy Ghost, I celebrate you. You are the God that resides in my mind and you call to my memory the things that I ought to know. Ah, Baba, I celebrate you. Ela soke yadasika. Ela zadevelekeba shatala di karabasateleva. I celebrate you. I celebrate you, Lord. Runa mashikava. Come on, celebrate the Holy Spirit. You can type it. You can say it. You can sing it. Just celebrate the Holy Spirit. Can we sing that song? You are mighty. For those of you who are um, not Nigerians, maybe you can just tell them the meaning of the song before you sing it. Let's just celebrate the Holy Spirit. Um, the God of the universe, I think, yes. The God of the universe the way I look at it, the God of everything, the God who encompasses and com completely engulfs everything that exists, says you are mighty. Um, like you cover yourself in the, in the, with the heavens. I don't know how to pronounce it very well. You cover yourself with the, with the heavens. Um, Literally, what means you use the heavens as a, as, as a duvet. Yeah, you literally use the heavens um, as a duvet. Um, do you know, honestly, I can't remember the words. Now. My head is completely scrambled. Um, and it goes on to just be hailing God. Um, I don't remember the words, P.I. Honestly, I don't remember the words. I'll go ahead and sing it. You are mighty, oh, all our You are mighty, oh. There's more to the song. I can't remember. <laughs> There's more to the song. 
It is well. Thank you, Pastor Bumi. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Elion, Yes, that's it. Your greatness is all I see. Yes, Lord. You cannot you are mighty, oh. You are mighty, oh. You are good. You are kind. You are, you more, are more than these. Trying to describe you. Elohim. 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 I shall we. Your greatness is all I see. There is nothing you cannot do. There's no mountain you cannot move. If you have said it, you are mighty. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you so much, Chrissy. I believe that was Chrissy. Thank you. God bless you. Oh, Shaladibaka. Come on. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So powerful. Such a powerful, powerful, powerful moment in time. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for breaking through time, space, internet, just to bring us your presence. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We are so grateful that you've woke us up to be part of this call. Thank you, Lord, that I did not sleep through this moment. I could have been sleeping. Oh, God, thank you for waking me up. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm going to leave you with a scripture as we go. It's Saturday, so I'm going to take the liberty of stretching myself a little bit further. Hallelujah. Stay with me. Stay with me. Um, I am meant to talk to you about Kratos today. But... I will shift myself to where the Holy Spirit is going. You are here, Bukola. Thank you so much for being with me. I love strong partners, people who don't quit. And I tell them, let us go and take Zimbabwe. They say, PA, let's go. Fantastic. Thank you, Bukola. We should do missions together. Uh, Joyce, I see you. I see you, powerful woman of God. There's a scripture. I want us to remember today as we go on. If you were at the retreat um, we had in, um, in London, any of the ladies, please remind me, it's the scripture about Saul, where Saul went ahead to, um, to raise a sacrifice on behalf of Samuel, because Samuel was not coming on mm. time. Please open that scripture for me, if you have it. Tell me where it is. I think it's First Samuel. Samuel. Yeah, First Samuel. Where in First Samuel? 13. First Samuel 13. 13. 13, 1 to 22. Thank you so much. 
for summer 31 to 22. Um, no, are you sure? Okay, no, I mean, second summer. If you have it, please go ahead and read it. Read it. If you have a clear voice, you have a powerful voice, you can bring us the word quickly and clearly. Read it out for us. Guys, don't go anywhere. Let us allow the word to, to cook the thing we have done today. Go ahead. Is it first summer 13? Uh, some of the Hebrews. Yes, first time of 31 to 22. Okay. okay. Uh, so rained one year. Please, can we hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. Good. So rained. I'm reading from the KJV. I hope this is fine. Perfect. Go ahead. So rained one year, and when he had rained two years over Israel, Saul chose him 3,000 men of Israel, whereof 2,000 were with Saul in Mashmath and in Mount Bethel, and a thousand were with Jonathan in Gibeah of Benjamin, and the rest of the people he sent every man to his tent. And Jonathan smote the garrison of the Philistines that was in Gibeah, and the Philistines heard of it, and Saul blew the trumpet throughout all the land, saying, let the Hebrews hear. And all Israel heard say that Saul had smitten the garrison of the Philistines and that Israel was also was had in abomination with the Philistines and the people were called together <laughs> after Saul in Gilgal and the Philistines gathered themselves together to fight with Israel 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen and people as the sand which is on the seashore in multitudes, and they came up and pitched in Mitmash, eastward from Bethaven. When the men of Israel saw that they were in a strait, for the people were distressed, then the people did hide themselves in caves and in tickets and in rocks and in high places and in pits. And some of the Hebrews went over Jordan to land to the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was yet in Gilgal, and all the people followed him, trembling. And he tarried seven days, according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, bring hither a burnt offering to me and peace offerings, and he offered the burnt offering. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came, and Saul went out to meet him, that he might salute him. And Samuel said, what hast thou done? And Saul said, because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Mishmash. Therefore, said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a bond offering. And Samuel said to Saul, thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever, but now the kingdom shall be not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. The Lord has commanded him to be captain over the people because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. And Samuel arose and got him up from Gilgal with Gibeah and Benjamin. 
unto Gibeah and Benjamin, and Saul numbered the people that were present with him, about 600 men, and Saul and Jonathan, his son, and the people that were present with him abode in Gibeah of Benjamin, for the Philistines encamped in Mishmash. And the spoilers came out of the camp of the Philistines in three companies. One company turned onto the way that leaded to Ophrah onto the land of Shual. And another oh, company... Okay. Okay. Thank you, Tosin. Thank you, Tosin. Let's stop there. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. I appreciate your clear, quick, precise reading. All right. <clears throat> A couple of things I want us to note as we leave this morning. Uh, I will not dig deep into the scripture. I wanted her to read it so we hear it and it brings context into what I'm saying. God reminded me of this scripture when he began to talk about the fact that he is overturning the he's reversing the judgment of replacement. And he brought me to this scripture and he said, you know, remind my people of the ways of Saul um, so that they will realize that even though salvation is forevermore today that believe, but the performance of my will is today that stay in obedience. Two different things. Just below it, because you still believe that Jesus is Lord, doesn't mean that you're on the right path of destiny. Many people will believe unto salvation. They will be saved. They will enter heaven. They will make it. Hell is not your problem the moment you become a believer. Your biggest problem is no longer hell. Your biggest quest should be obedience. Obedience sounds easy, but the moment it begins to challenge your fear, your insufficiency, um, your need for promotion, and all of these things, that is when obedience is tested. And God said, I desire obedience above sacrifice. Many of us like to sacrifice. Listen, I'm a minister. I work with people every day. Some I work with as mentees, some I work with as staff, some I work with as people who are just in my circle. Some are people that I influence and I talk to and I pray with. And I see a consistent pattern where uh, people usually would rather do works than be transformed because transformation hits the core of your being and it challenges the core of who you are. So I say to people who say this to me, like, Pierre, I, I want to work with you. And I say, it's not easy to work with me. I say, because you and I cannot work together except we be in agreement. The Bible says it, can two work together except they agree. So what does agreement look like? That it becomes necessary that the thing which you saw from a distance and you admired, that I pull you into it. And what pulled me into it was not bread and butter. It was God challenging me daily, using men, using women, using Bible, using uh, vision, using dream, challenge until I arrived here. I said, so if you want to do that, you must get ready for transformation, hitting sometimes daily, sometimes monthly, you know, in different ways and different forms. I know that there are all kinds of theories and theologies that are out there today about how lives are changed and people are reborn. But you need to look at the Bible and look at how God caused men to grow and to evolve. So I'm saying this to you because you are set in the day of transformation. This is a day. May is a day. This is the day of 
transformation, rebirth. Now you look at the story of Saul and you realize that this was the day that Saul lost his position as a king. Even though he sat on the throne, he had lost the power of kingship. Even though he sat on the throne, he lost his oil. We began to see his oil draining from that day. And the Bible says that the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. And the house of David grew stronger and stronger. This was the day that everything shifted. So you begin to ask yourself, how does someone who emerged so powerfully by prophecy lose it so quickly again by prophecy? Is it a different God? It's the same God. But there is someone telling you people since prayer began, there are always two trees in your garden. Mute your microphone. There are always two trees in your garden. You always have the option to choose. That's why when we entered Exusia, I told you this is a powerful power, if there's anything like that, which is the ability to choose. And we look at choice as, do I want pink shoe or do I want brown shoe? Choice is more powerful than that. Choice can completely change your life, derail destiny, or establish you on a throne and your generations forever. Obedience, your choice. Now, here is Saul at the point where he took, and the Bible says he had reigned for only two years. He reigned for one year, and then in the second year, the Philistines came against him. Remember, Saul did not have a mentor. So there was nobody that had been king before Saul in Israel. So nobody schooled him, nobody taught him. Saul did not know the protocols of kingship. The things that Saul knew were the things that Samuel taught him. Samuel was the one that told him, this is how to be a king. These are the things to do. Why? Because the kingship of Israel is not the same thing as the kingship of the Philistines or the Moabites or the Amalekites. Kingship in the kingdom is not done the way kingship in the world is done. And that's where we make mistakes. So you see believers trying to influence the world the way people of the world influence the world. You are applying strategies that have no bearing on scripture. So it became necessary that the person that groomed the first king of Israel was not a king, but a priest. Because this kingship in the kingdom is born, it is groomed, it is established by priesthood. So even though Saul was not a king and a priest like us, but Saul was taught by Samuel what it means to be a king. Samuel's definition of kingship was not the kingship of Egypt because Samuel was raised in a temple. Samuel was a temple boy. The teachings that Samuel had were teachings that Eli gave to him, where Eli taught Samuel wisdom. Because Eli did not only know the Lord and the righteousness of God, Eli also watched his sons walk in darkness and make mistakes. So that when Eli raised Samuel, Eli, Samuel became Eli's um, retirement plan, spiritual retirement plan. Samuel became Eli's savings account. Samuel became the validation of Eli's ministry. 
Because if Eli had died with only Hophni and Phinehas, Eli would have been called a priest that failed. So Samuel became his salvation. Samuel became the very hinge of Eli's ministry. I want you to hear what I'm saying this morning so that you can trace what it means to be ordained by God. Now, when, Sam, when Eli taught Samuel, Eli did not only teach Samuel how to hear the voice of God, but Eli taught Samuel the practicality of raising kings, of raising another generation that will live in righteousness. Eli taught Samuel well, the mistakes he made. Eli told Samuel, ah, I was a spiritually powerful man, but I did not know how to rebuke my children. I was spiritually powerful. I could hear God, but I did not know how to open the ears of my children. Ah, I was powerful, but I did not teach my children order and government. Ah, I was powerful. I wanted them to have liberty because me, God really caged me. So I gave them too much liberty to the point where they did not know where the boundary lines were anymore. Ah, I was a powerful priest, but I should have seen the day when their derailing or derailment, if there's a word like that, began. And I could have corrected it from that moment. Oh, Samuel. Learn how to raise a man. Learn how to raise people. Eli did not only teach Samuel what we know as spiritual things. Eli taught Samuel the practicality of raising another generation through your priesthood. So by the time God said to Samuel, it is time to raise a king, you need to understand that Samuel's head was working well. Samuel had seen the failure of a previous system of another generation of leaders. So Samuel knew that the moment God was going to raise a leader for Israel, he needed to make and go and pick up the journals where Eli told him the confessions of his life and the confessions of his mistake. Samuel had to go and pick up that journal and started to read it. And he started to see, ah, the day that you see that your children no longer understand obedience, that is the day you should begin to pray for them and rebuke them. The day he started to read it and they said, ah, I must raise this king according to God's heart. So the school of government and politics that Saul attended was not the school that was done in, a, in the UK. The school of government and politics was done in the temple. It was taught by a priest, a priest that had never been a king, a priest that judged according to God, according to the leading of the spirit. So that's why when Saul was ordained a king, what was Samuel's first instruction to him? Go on your way, you will meet a band of prophets. And when you meet them upon the garrison of the Philistines, you will meet them where the stronghold of the Philistines is. That's what the garrison of the Philistines is. Where they raise their barriers. He says, when you meet them there, you will prophesy with them. Why? Samuel was teaching Saul that the way to be a king and the way to fight your enemies is not by strategy, strategy. He says, what, how would the, what would the prophets do when they get there? They will prophesy upon the hills of the Philistine. Samuel, Saul, do not forget, this is how you rule. This is how you live, by the spirit of prophecy, by the spirit of revelation, by the spirit of enlightenment. Saul, you are ordained this day as a king, but your kingship will be upheld by revelation. Your kingship will be upheld by enlightenment. Your kingship shall be upheld by your priesthood and prophecy. Samuel was the one that raised Saul to be king. Very important detail. 
because the kingship of Israel could no longer be like the kingship of the rest of the world. So here comes Saul. After two years of being in kingship and being in office, Saul understood that the salvation of Israel is the priesthood of Israel. Saul understood that the power of his throne is not necessarily because there's a throne. The power of the throne is the God of the throne. Saul understood it very clearly. Yes, somebody says like Joas and Jehoiada. Yes, exactly. Jehoiada was raised by the priest. Um, Joash was raised by the priest Joada, and that was how come he was his, his kingship was upheld. Thank you very much for that. So Saul understood that it is God. So the problem was not understanding. Saul was not devoid of the necessary enlightenment, but the problem was the protocols, the protocols of the priesthood. So here comes Saul, and in a time when the enemies had risen, two years after his ordination. So first of all, what I want you to note is that because you just came into it is not an excuse for foolishness. Just because you are new in the game does not mean the heavens will excuse your foolishness. So I hear people say, Papi, I, you know, I'm just learning, I'm just in a channel. Instead of complaining about your powerlessness, go and read the word of the Lord. Go and read the scriptures. Go into the volume of the books that were written concerning you. Because everywhere you stand today and everything you operate in today, somebody has prophesied it. It is written in the Bible. There are words concerning whatever gifting and ordination you are operating in today, I tell you. Whether you be a governor or you be a president or you be the head of a corporation or you be a father, a wife, a child, there are things written concerning you in the volume of the books. That's why Jesus was powerful. Jesus said, I come as it is written of me in the volume of the books. What makes you powerful and grounded and rounded is not a single statement you hear from God. It's not the oil that was poured on your head the day you were called. It is the volume of the word that is written concerning you. Some of you have verses. Some of you have statements, but you don't have volume. You need volume. You need volume. You need volume. Volume is what makes it impossible for me to stop praying. Volume is what makes it impossible for me to stop studying. I know the power of volume. You are not as big as the money in your bank account. You are not as big as the friends and connection you have. You are as big as the volume of the word that resides inside you. The word is the most heavy element on the earth. It is not uh, mercury, uh, plutonium, zirconium, zircon. Those are not the heavy elements. The heaviest element and substance that exists in this world is the word of the Lord. Why? Because it is the word that holds the other elements in place. The things that form the air, the land, the sea, it is the Bible that holds it together, the word of God. So if you have the word, you are heavier than the planets of the earth, of the, of the solar system. If you have 
the word. You are heavier than the universes. That's why it is the volume of the word that makes you a ruler over creation because creation will look at you and it will see the weightiness that holds it together. And creation will respect your words. Why? Because it sees his master residing in you. A man that can master the word. A man that can carry the word in him. And it is no longer you that lives, but Christ, but the word that lives in you. That man is the most powerful man on the earth. I'm not talking about just scriptures, letters. I am talking about the revelation of the spirit. So whether you lay your head to take a nap, or you wake up and you sit down in the morning, or you are riding to work, there is a musing of the word in your spirit. You are constantly being converted into the image that you behold. So here is Saul, two years after. You would have thought that, well, he's young. He doesn't really know what's going on. He just came into this thing. God, how bad now? No, because the weightiness of what you are carrying is not just you that is at risk. There are generations. There are nations. There is the whole earth and creation that is depending on your wisdom and obedience. Why do we steward ourselves carefully? Why do we pray prayers like cut through me, pierce through me? It is because, is it because we are mothers by nature? We just want to cry. We just want to be weak. Oh, it's because they are women. They like to cry. Say lie. I have seen the fire of God fall upon me. I saw the time when the fire of God fell upon my husband. Somebody was telling me recently that, P.I., you have handed over to Mr. Bobby the, uh, the mantle of the wailing prophet. I say, it's not me. It's God. When the fire of God falls on you, before you open your mouth to say a word, <laughs> you begin to wail. Why? Because the weightiness of who God is and his word, and you see the distance between where you are and where you should be, you cannot help but wail before his word. So I am saying this to you so that you can understand the error of Saul. Now, Saul went ahead to instigate a battle and his son went it was his son that took the garrison of the Philistines. And here comes Saul, the one, he was the one that blew the trumpets. Be very careful because we were already seeing behavioral traits in Saul. First of all, who sent Saul to go and fight this war? We don't know. Then now, we now see that Saul told his son, you take 1,000, me, I take 2,000. Then with his son's 1,000, his son went to destroy the stronghold of the Philistines. Then it was Saul that blew the trumpet and said, ah, look at Saul has won. Saul has destroyed the Philistines. We were already seeing traits of a man. That is what Nigerians we call koni koni. You are man manipulative. You know how to take other people's glory for yourself. You want to do less, but have power. Be very careful. All those things are traits, users, ladder climbers, you see people to climb, you see people to, you know, we already saw it happening, we saw. So we should have known that this man already had error in his heart. So when you make those prayers, what you are doing is that you are keeping yourself safe. You are aligning yourself with God and with the nature of God so that when the day for judgment comes, you will not be found wanting. When this happened, um, the Bible says that it caused the Philistines to rise up and they began to say the children of Israel have become an abomination. 
That means we must kill them. We must finish them. How dare them? So you need to understand what Saul was against. So Saul was afraid. The people were afraid. Everybody gathered to Saul. There was an appointed time that Samuel was supposed to come. Samuel did not come. Listen to me. There are times and there are times. There are two kinds of clocks that exist. There is the clock of the physical and the clock of the spirit. According to physical clock, Samuel was meant to come after seven days. But by the clock of the spirit, had seven days clocked. So in the realm of the spirit, it wasn't time for Samuel to come. Or perhaps Samuel was head up. Or perhaps someone was asked to be late. Or perhaps someone was asked to stall. We don't know, but he did not come. Sometimes the delay of God is to test the extent of our obedience. Sometimes the delay of God is to test how long we will be able to hold on to God's government versus our need for safety. Sometimes the delay of God is to see if you will bend the rules just a little bit to save yourself. After all, it makes sense, the delay of God. Because his delay is not delay. God can cause your enemies to vanish as though they never existed. So salvation is not the problem. The problem are the sons of God. To test their response. To see their response. How will they react? The Bible says Saul was afraid. He was anxious. That's why when you pray things like God, set my mind right. Give me revelation. Let the spirit of truth reign in me. What are you doing? You are setting yourself in order. So that you will not make errors like the ones that Saul made. Because he was afraid. The people were hiding in caves. Look at what is going on. He moved his hand to go and do what God did not send him. So as we pray that prayer today, and as God began to say the reversal of the judgment of replacement, what God is doing is that he's saving you, not only giving you a second chance, but he's now telling you, put your life in order. Put your governance in order. Put your structures in order. Because God wants you to get it right. Now, the Bible says, as soon as, yes, panic and fear will make you do, will make you disobey God. That's why I don't joke with things like that. When somebody is telling me things like, you know, so I'll be so depressed, immediately I raise a spiritual wall of defense because I don't want to receive the thing the person is saying and let it become me. So immediately I just raise a wall of defense and I allow, I allow you to talk. I listen to you, I help you, I pray with you, but I never enter into that thing with you. You know, because I know that the moment somebody enters anxiety, depression, fear, there is a strong tendency we disobey God. That's why 365 times in scriptures, God said, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. It was a constant command, fear not, fear not. Because when you go on the battlefield of destiny, fear will make you miss it and make you make mistakes. So fear not. Kill it, eradicate it. No matter who is standing in front of you, no matter the people gathered around you that are telling you, move now, so do something, and don't take it. Fear not. Make, a, make your judgment from the place of the revelation of who God is and the timing of the spirit, not from a place of fear and anxiety. Be careful because God will not make excuses for your mistakes that were born out of fear. God will judge you based on the obedience that you made out of revelation. Fear not. And someone said to him, what is this that you have done? 
He said, oh, you know, the people, when I saw it, I was moved. I didn't really want to, but I had to do it. Oh, God, you understand. I am flesh. I am clay. Samuel looked at him. He said, this is the day. Let me read it to you. I need you to hear what Samuel said to Saul. And Samuel said, what has thou done? And Saul, because Saul said, because I saw the people, this is verse 11, were scattered for me. The people were scattered for me. People had begun to leave me. I needed to do something. We needed to come up with a quick strategy. We needed to come up with a plan. Oh, we could not afford to lose the people. Oh, da, 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 da. Samuel said, Saul said, because I saw that the people were scattered for me, I was losing public opinion. I was losing voting. I was losing, he says, and thou camest not within the appointed time. And God, you also did not do anything about it. I didn't get any clear word. I didn't get any clear vision. So I just decided to do something quickly. He said, and the Philistines gathered themselves together at Michmash. So three things happened to Saul. Number one, he was losing people. Number two, God was not moving. Number three, his enemies were not relenting. The fear of man, the lack of the presence of God or the a word from God and the pursuit of your enemies. You see, when those three things start playing together at the same time, there is the tendency that great men will make mistakes. But here was Samuel's reply. So listen, Saul said, therefore I said, the Philistines will come down upon me to Gilgal. So there was a picture that painted in his head. I am going to be attacked. He says, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. So Samuel knew that the salvation is actually supplication to the Lord. But what Samuel, what, what um, Saul knew, but what Saul forgot is that there is order. I keep saying, you cannot break the government of God to establish the government of God. It is impossible. A house divided against itself cannot stand. What Saul should have been doing at that time is praying and saying, God, give me the grace to wait for Samuel. Give me the grace for wait for Samuel. Order is the key to power in the kingdom. Order is the key to power in the kingdom. Order is the key that opens the doors of power. Remember this thing that I've said to you. As Samuel said to Saul, thou hast done foolishly, foolishly, Put your hand on your head. My God, remove foolishness from me. My God, take foolishness away from me. Foolishness has nothing to do with your age. Foolishness has everything to do with your understanding of the governance of God as it pertains to your destiny. They probably would not have judged another man the way they just saw. Saul was a king. When you are a ruler, there's not much room for error. It is weightier on you. The need for accuracy is weightier on rulers. God, remove foolishness from me. O King Lemuel, do not be drunk. Do not be drunk with fear. Do not be drunk with the praises of men. Do not be drunk with the need for quick fix. Do not be drunk with the need for popularity or the votes of men. O King Lemuel, if you are drunk, you will make mistakes. You will misjudge God. King Lemuel, put your mind right. Father, remove foolishness from me. Remove every drunkenness that leads to error in the name of Jesus. Amen. And it says, it says you have done foolishly. Thou has not kept the commandment of thy, the Lord thy God. 
He says, which he commanded thee for, for now would have been would for now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. That statement is the key to the month of May. He says, for now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. Listen to me. The problem was not the Philistines. The problem was not people leaving Saul. The problem was not that Samuel did not come. The real cocoa here was that God was testing Saul to determine if he was the one that was going to sit on the throne and his generations forever. It was a day of validation. It was a day of judgment. It was a day of determination whether Samuel was going to be the one that could carry the throne forevermore. Some people are being judged by God. God is eyeing you in this month of May. God is watching. It's like in Genesis, the Lord came down in the cool of the day, in the spirit of the day. The spirit of the month of May is the spirit of ordination. It's the spirit of establishment. It's the day where God is determining if he will give you and your generations the throne forever. There are things that God promised you. Some of them, you already began to walk in them. You already seen sparks of them coming up. But this is the season that we determine, the moves you make will determine if this will be a spark that came into your life or if this will be an established um, gift or an established grace that you will experience. He says this would have been the day but you acted foolishly. This would have been the day, but you did not decide rightly. And Samuel went on to tell him that the opposite is what will happen. Instead of you ruling as a king, it will be taken away from you. Does this remind you of Genesis chapter three? Because of this that you have done, you will eat from the sweat of your brow. You will have to labor and toil. Because of this that you have done, if only Adam and Eve knew the extent of the effect of their error, the extent of it, we see today are still suffering from it. Over almost 6,000 years, the same thing again happening here. Jonathan could have been the one sitting on the throne, but Jonathan missed it. Why? Because of his father's wrong response. Saul had ruled for only two years. So lack of experience is not an excuse for foolishness. Lack of experience just means time has not given you the opportunity to practicalize the things you know about God. It is possible for you to have a weight of revelation, but not have experience yet. Why? Because understanding is given by the Spirit. And understanding is not a time-bound spirit. It is an eternal spirit. So you have it, you have it. But it is time that gives you the opportunity to manifest understanding. So that you've done it for only two years is not an excuse. God expects you to get it right by his spirit. But the key that I want us to note as we go is that after Samuel told Saul the judgment, did you see what Saul did? Saul just went ahead. He took his son and the people. And they went ahead to Benjamin. Saul just continued the warfare. We did not even see him lie down and say, have mercy. Here is the difference between Saul and David. Here is the difference between the two sets of believers that we make heaven. There are sets of believers that we make heaven, but they will not rule with Jesus. But there are sets of believers that as they are entering heaven, angels are giving them pen and paper. 
First of all, sign your autograph for me quickly. So Minjins will say, sign it on my wing. Just write it here. EC was here. Quickly sign it on my chest. I'm going to battle. Is that PI? Please take my shield. Just sign for me quickly on my shield. Some of you will enter heaven like that. Then as you are going, they're giving you pen and paper. They say, there's a meeting. Come and join the council. Come and join the council. We've been waiting for you to come. So people will die, not because death took them, but because heaven needed them quickly. Their opinion was needed in the throne room. So God is like, what's she doing? People of you from whatever, whatever, matter of the back. Tell her, make it a call, make it a call. We need that for here. Quick, quick. Leave that meeting. Come to this meeting. That's how some people will die. Not because of death, but because of need. Now, there is another set of people that will just enter because they death carry them. Death kill them. If there's anything like that. The difference between these two sets of believers is the difference between Saul and Jonathan. Abi Saul and David. David was a man that when they come and tell him, this thing you have done, before the priest finished saying it, David has fallen on his, on his face. Hey, shakabala, bala, le, 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 ba, God have mercy, God have mercy. Put me right, show me the way to go. Ah, baba. David understood the power of quick repentance. Timing. Timing. Quick repentance. Somebody tells you, eh, this thing you did, it really broke me, it grieved me. I thought, and as a person is saying it, you are there saying, well, you know, your quick repentance. God sends a priest to you to tell you, this is your way that you are walking. Quick repentance. Okay, Mute your microphone, please. Mute your mic. That's the difference between Saul and David. Look at Saul. They told him this thing. No bother. He does not have a heart for the next generation. He just said to himself, well, I'm sure still king. At least I will know what kingship feels like. And Jonathan, if you miss it, sorry. Some of us are suffering the inability of our parents to know the weightiness of what they carry. That's what some people are still suffering. You will hear that, ah, his her father, his father was a very rich man. Ah, God bless that man. Ah, ah, the mother, she was the one controlling a fabric business inside the market. Ah, this, ah, this man, this woman, very powerful. Then you look at the children. And yes, King Hezekiah also repented quickly. And you look at the children. You are wondering, ah, ah, what's happen? Let me tell you, the fathers did like Saul did. They were okay with them being the ones that had the wealth. They did not know that the same way you make sacrifices to gain the money for yourself, there are sacrifices you must make for it to be transferred to the next generation. Things are not just transferred because you were born into it. They are transferred because parents opened the way in the spirit. That's why you will see people in secret cults. When they enter uh, uh, Illuminati or they enter, what did they call the other one? Or they enter in Nigeria, Oloku, Olumba, Olumba, they will carry their children and go and put it. Or sometimes they will take their first son and make them. Why? Because they understand. That forget this world you are seeing. If you don't keep serving the God that I served the way that I served him, the money will get missing in my own time. That's why they do it. So Saul did not have a passion for transference. He just thought, well, me, I'm king. If this is the day the kingdom will be taken away. There are some repentances you repent today for the purity of your children. There are some repentances you repent today for the continuity of strength and holiness in your seed. There are some alignments you make today for the sake of your children. I remember when my son was born, the second son, Judah. 
My husband kept saying, when this boy is born, I will stop drinking. When this boy is born, I will not test alcohol again. When this boy is born, my man, I say, uncle, if you want to repent, repent for yourself. Was he consigned Judah? Baby, consigned this thing. But do you know that I understand it? Because there are some purifications and sanctifications you come into that automatically your children can come into it. Because they never saw the opposite modeled to them. It does not come naturally to them. They never saw it. It doesn't come naturally. And then when you are now in that sanctification, you now have a right to demand of it in the spirit for your children. Saul was not quick to repent. Listen to me. Everything we did today on this call, from repenting from wrong covenants, from the ones that are taking other people's spouses to the ones that are being taken by other people to the ones that are sleeping with that are not their spouses to all kinds of erroneous ways. Oh, believer, who has bewitched you? Who has gave you this witchcraft Christianity that tells you grace is available that you may continue in sin? For is grace not given to you to empower you to walk on the path of righteousness? Do not be bewitched. Do not be bewitched. Hear the word of the Lord and attend to it promptly. Everything we have done here today is to reverse the judgment of Saul. That that which God gave to you will not be taken away from you. Saul still reigned for many years on the throne. So when God takes something away from you, you don't notice it initially. Look at the people who reigned over nations. When they were there, you would have thought, my God, powerful. Look at their end thereof. Look at their lives. Look at their children. And then you will know that there was a day they began to fall. It was not obvious on that day. Listen to me. God has reversed. Stay in the mercy of God. Attend to the consecrations by which you have been saved. And God will keep you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and may the Lord be gracious unto you. May God cause to rise out of you a fresh fragrance over the earth. May the Lord cause to come out of your heart, your soul, your spirit, the brightness of the new day. May God give you confidence in the path of holiness and righteousness. May the Lord God send angels to school you and to teach you on the acceptable things of the spirit. May God set the order of the kingdom in your heart. And may God put inside of you a strong power so that you will be a man that constantly watches the movement of heaven. You will not miss it in Jesus' name. The things that God gave to you as your assignment will not be reassigned to other man, another man because of your disobedience. But I pray that as God gives you another chance, you will maximize it. May he put upon you the seriousness and the witness of destiny. You will not be like Esau who counted it to be nothing. And God said that that was an evil man because he did not know the witness of what God gave him.
But I pray God will open your eyes. That gift of writing that you have, you will no longer despise it, you will maximize it. That gift of oratory that you have, you will no longer despise it, you will maximize it. That gift of releasing the fire of intercession over people, you will no longer despise it, you will maximize it. When they tell you you are called to office, you will no longer say, no, not me. But false humility is taken out of your heart. Remember, foolishness is never an excuse. God will not excuse your foolishness. Why? Because your rising is the rising of the people of Israel. So this day, God blesses you with wisdom, revelation, knowledge. Fire is burning inside of the hearts of some people. Your body feels hot right now. Something is burning inside you. Don't reject it. Don't run away from it. Don't tell yourself, this is too much. This is too much. This is too much. No, receive it. Tell him more fire, God. Burn me until I become comfortable in fire. Burn me until I become comfortable in the heat of your glory. My God, make me comfortable with the new day. Some of you cannot watch TV anymore. Some of you cannot drink a sip of alcohol anymore. Some of you cannot eat TV square meals anymore because God is requiring new consecration on this table of ascension. God, the King of heaven, calls you this day to order. Father, in the name of Jesus, in blessing, you have blessed us. Teach us how to retain the blessing. May we not lose it like Adam lost it in the garden. But keep our eyes open and sharp to see the salient seeds of deceit that Satan is planting. Help us to escape it as a man dodges from arrow so that we may stand strong and valiant in the kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, remember, Share the things you've heard on social media. Do stories, do posts, invite people. Put the link to a group in case nobody's from the group. Tell them we are continuing. Until this thing settles on our head, we are not going anywhere. Until the new day is born and we see it as a sign, we will not move. We will pray, we will pray, we will press, we will enter, and we will trust the Lord that everything he has said he will do, he will complete it in our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus, O kings of Zion, I welcome you. I welcome you to the sitting of the gods. You are welcome. You are honored in heaven. The Lord has reversed the judgment, maximized the mercy that has been extended to you. And God will bless you. Remember, there are some covenants you made, some agreements you made. There were some pledges you made that you are acting as if you forgotten your pledge. Go and fulfill your pledge. Go and fulfill your pledge. Make peace with people. Restore your home. Restore your families. Restore your friendships. Restore the things that God gave you. And God will give you grace and multiply strength upon you. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. I love you guys. Love you too. We love you, Pi. Thank you, Pi. Thank you so much, Pi. Thank you, Pi. Thank you so much, Pi. God bless you. Thank you, Pi.